Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, June 9th, 2021, and this is day 1188 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you, we praise you, and glorify you above all others, above anything. You are our sovereign God. You are in control of everything. There is nothing that goes on that you're not aware of, Father. And we thank you so much for keeping your hedge of protection around us, for allowing your guardian, our guardian angels to be with us at all times. I thank you so much, Father, for giving us strength uh, to go forth and accomplish everything that you've given us to do for today. I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort those who are who are going through some rough times right now. And I, I ask, Lord, that you will heal the sick and, and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Today's message is, how does suffering benefit us and others? Who would think, yeah, you're going to suffer and it's going to be good (laughs) for you, right? I'm not asking to be to go through suffering, but Paul is teaching us something here that is really, uh, it is uh, amazing, outstanding, and it gives me actually, you know, when I read this uh, many, every time I've read it, it just gives me even more um, comfort and uh, just more of the fortitude to stand firm even through the rough times and knowing what that brings. Um, so we're going to be coming out of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, starting at verse 1 through verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God in Corinth, together with all his holy people throughout Achaia. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I just love the way that Paul starts his letters. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just uh, very beautiful and uh, how he acknowledges who he is, an apostle of Jesus Christ, or I'm a servant of the Lord, or, you know, whatever way he chooses. But he, he goes through this process that is... Um, quite um, humbling. So verse three says, uh, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to the father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So that right there uh, tells us in a nutshell uh, why we go through comforting and, and how we are to comfort others as we are being comforted by God. Verse 5, for just as we share abundantly in sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, 
It is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. Uh Uh-huh. So it creates patient endurance. Anybody need patience? Oh, yeah, I understand. (laughs) We all can use a little patience. And our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. And and here's the other thing I love about Paul. He is so transparent. He just lays it out there. This is what's going on. I'm going to tell you everything that's going on with me because it's going to help you too in the long run. So he says, we are under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Wow. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. He was really going through some hardships. And in my commentary, it says Paul does not give details about their hardships in Asia, although his account of all three missionary journeys record, journeys record many difficult trials he faced. And, and these are stated in Acts chapter 13 uh, through 14, 28, and in Acts chapter 15, uh, verses, uh, chapter t- verses 21 through 17. And that he does write that they felt they were going to die and realize that they could do nothing to help themselves. They simply had to rely on God. Have you ever dealt with anything like that where you knew there was absolutely nothing else you could do but trust God? And actually, you know what? It's going to make us trust God even more. And in some cases, uh, it can make us go the opposite direction. But the goal is to begin to strengthen ourselves in Christ by leaning unto him. I remember my aunt telling me about her going through cancer and uh, how it was really overwhelming uh, at first and going through um, the chemo and radiation and the things she had to deal with. And uh, she said one day um, she just surrendered all. She literally laid out on the floor, on the bed, wherever she was and, and just said, God, I give it all to you. And she, at that point, she said she felt a great release because she let go of all of that extra weight and baggage that was, you know, just creating great distress and gave it to God. And she said at that point, she had peace and she knew that God was with her. Isn't that something? He said, okay, so he says, um, you know, we, he said, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and we, and he will deliver us again. On him, we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. As you help us by your prayers, then many will give thanks on behalf of, for the gracious favor 
granted us in answer to the prayers of many. So he's saying their prayers are paramount. They are so necessary. They're very important. Let's not take prayer lightly. Prayer, prayers are answered by God. Um, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. All right. So of a righteous man or woman, the effectual, fervent, you know, we're digging in. We're not stopping. We're going to keep on praying and keep on thanking God for what we just prayed for, even when we don't see it yet. And listen, I forgot to tell you this about my aunt. Now she had been, she knew what it was like to go through what she did and was comforted. Now guess what she does? She comforts others. She let them, she lets them know what it's like. Uh, and how they're going to make it. They're going to be okay. And and she understands firsthand what they're dealing with and what they're going through. And 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 when someone first gets the diagnosis, you know, she's right there if if needed, you know, and if any anyone calls on her, she's there. She'll talk with you. She's going as a matter of fact to California in a few weeks to go be with a friend who's going to go through uh treatment and uh, be there with them for about a week or two, you know, but that's how God will do it. When we go through certain things uh, and we're suffering, he comforts us so that we can comfort others. Now I can say, thank you, Lord, for allowing me to suffer. Let me go to my points. Point number one, many times as a child uh, and teen, my family, my mom and my four siblings. Uh, and actually I have, uh, I have six siblings. Uh, and, you know, I love my um, two younger sisters who uh, are with my, my dad and my uh, stepmom at the time, who's now she's gone on to be with the Lord. But at the, when we were being raised, there's only five of us until my parents divorced. Okay. So, uh, the five of us, my mom and my four siblings and I experienced suffering, discomfort, and hardship. Uh, we did not know Jesus yet as our Savior, but my mother would always give God the glory as she pressed her way through uh, stark poverty and neglect. Uh, right after she and my dad divorced, it just threw us into poverty because uh, my dad was the one who worked outside the home, brought in a good income. My mom worked in the home. At that time, they called housewives. I don't know what they say these days, but but really housewives taking care of the home and the children, that's a job. <laughs> that's a lot of work making sure everybody had what they needed, what they needed. So anyway, that's what she did. So when they divorced, she did not have anything of her own. Uh, and we ended up living with my grandmother for a few years. And um, my father uh, chose not to pay child support. Um, even though the court mandated it, he left and moved to California at that time uh, after the divorce. And uh uh, he did not uh, reach out. Maybe a couple of years for Christmas, he sent us things. But after that, we did not really hear from him anymore. Uh, we did visit him a couple of times, uh, but it, it wasn't uh, 
it wasn't good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, it it was, you know, the divorce um, was really, really hard on all of us. Uh, and my mom had uh, not graduated high school and uh, she had gone to the 11th grade and she ended up going back to get her GED, which she said was very tough, but I really commend her for that. <laughs> and so she can always relate to others that are going through the same. And then she went through nursing school. There was a nursing school program to become an LPN. And that's what she did. While we stayed with my grandma, she was there with us. And she was, you know, getting herself more educated and ready uh, to raise us alone. And so, you know, our financial needs were rough. Um, and we didn't have coming up those talks of encouragement from your father and all those things, but my mother held it down. And uh, she raised us to be good people with respect for our elders and, and how to persevere through adversity. We didn't always have uh, a full meal with meat and starch and a vegetable, you know how they say. We may have just had fried potatoes and toast a lot, you know, because potatoes were, you know, very cheap. And sometimes there would be uh, the um, what is the the oh I forgot oh commodities commodities is what they would have at trucks that would come up back then, uh, many years ago. Uh, they they don't do that anymore, but they would have butter, real butter, peanut butter. Um, you know, basic necessities, potatoes that you could get for free. Uh, and see, she couldn't get um, welfare or uh, food stamps, uh, they said, because she made too much money. But it was not enough money for her to raise five of us. As a matter of fact, she worked two jobs mostly all of her life raising us. So, you know, we didn't have what we call a well-balanced meal all the time. But without uh, any as, as assistance, as I said before, and her working, you know, two jobs most of the time to take care of us. So me being the oldest, I would be the one at home uh, watching my siblings and uh, taking care of those things. Uh, but uh, she would uh, she would do this one thing I noticed all the time. And being the oldest, I saw a lot more than my siblings did and uh, how my mother you know, would really try to figure out how we were going to make it. But she would always have this uh, loving, uh, caring nature uh, coming home from work after working so hard. How's my babies giving us hugs, but making sure that we, <laughs> you know, did our chores and being firm about it. She even wrote wrote a list on, on paper and put it on the refrigerator door, everything we were supposed to do and gave us an allowance. And based upon what we did not do, we lost money from our allowance. <laughs> so it was an incentive to get it done. Uh, so, you know, we played games together, board games. So we had a regular life, and but lots of laughter in the house. Uh, but my mother would always pawn this ring that she had. I don't know. I might be over-exaggerating, but it seemed like once a month <laughs> that she would pawn that ring uh, just to get an additional $25 or $30 to carry us through, you know, the end of the month. And uh, she would always pretty much sacrifice what she needed so that we had it, what we needed. Uh, and she would catch the bus to work because the old car she had was usually broke down and 
and she could not afford to get it fixed, we learn from her how to work hard and persevere through hardships, every one of us. Uh, and, and being adults, older now, you know, I'm in my, I'm 62 and, and all my siblings, um, you know, uh, were two years apart. And then my two younger sisters uh, were uh, seven years, uh, one was seven years younger than me and the other six years younger. But, you know, we all learned uh, how to persevere and just, you know, we enjoyed life, <laughs> uh, at least, you know, to the best of our ability. And it, and it wasn't, it didn't seem as bad, uh, but it, it was still some hard moments. So point number two, uh, once I came to know Jesus, my constant prayer, remember he talked about the importance of praying for those who've gone through, my prayer was to bless my mom with a good husband because she wanted to remarry, but she did not want to do that while we were younger and coming up. She didn't want to have any uh, a man in the house uh, at that time uh, and for her own reasons. So she waited uh, till we were all grown and moved out and then she was ready to remarry. Uh, so that was my prayer that God would bless her with a good husband who would love her unconditionally, you know, and be a blessing to her as she would be to him. And God sent her a mighty man of God um, who, <laughs> who too was looking for a woman that had those qualities and strength. And uh, they had gone to high school together. As a matter of fact, when they met up again in life and when their paths crossed and he knew that she was to be his wife, uh, and he immediately retired her once they were married. And she was probably in her 40s uh, when they married. And um, her, uh, he, the one thing he already was rooted and grounded in the Lord. My mother was not. And uh, he shared Jesus with her. And they studied together. Uh, and then the next thing you know, they, after being at a church for several years together and uh, teaching Sunday school, God blessed them to start their own church. Uh, they started in their home uh, and then they saved up enough and God blessed them with the building that we're in now at 21st and Prospect. And then my dad uh, transitioned to be with the Lord after they were married about 20 years, I think it was. But before he passed on, um, he passed the baton to me and my mom, but to me, he ordained me before he passed away. And that was a big deal to my dad because he did not really believe in women being uh, pastors. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but he knew I uh, was being obedient to God and I wasn't there for that, but he, in his very sick state, uh, dealing with cancer, I'll never forget him. My mom came in, he, my mom and him arm in arm and she was basically holding him up. He was very frail. And they prayed over me and blessed me uh, and anointed me uh, at that time. I'll always remember that day. And uh, within a month, he went on to be with the Lord. And I cherish that time. Uh, I am so grateful that God let me see that and um, have those times with them to see, you know, a couple uh, in Christ, loving the Lord. They even dressed alike, y'all, so much. I mean, <laughs> they were both short. My mom's like five feet tall. My my stepdad was probably five, 
five, four, and uh, they were just, just the cutest couple. Now my mother is holding it down, and, and my husband and I help and do what we need to do. Um, so now we're able to comfort others through what we've gone through and overcome. Uh, those are my credentials, and that's how I'm able to relate and embrace the youth I'm privileged to work with. And that starts today, day one of Transition Zone, working with our youth, uh, even though we we have not gotten word <laughs> that we've been approved by the grant tour. But it's okay because God is saying, move on. See, this is one of those moments and, and we need to know that we're hearing God and he says, move on. And uh, one of the things that he, he put on my heart to do and my friend Tracy helped making those phone calls to the parents because we told them, I had talked to them before and said, hey, we're going to do this. Once we get the grant, we'll keep in touch with you and I'll let you know next week. And that was last week and uh, called them yesterday to let them know we, we have not heard yet, but we still have a wonderful program and we want your youth to come and go through the training. We just can't guarantee them payment right now, uh, hourly hourly wages as we would like to give until we hear from the grantor. And do you know, every one of those parents said yes. Only one of them, their son, had already gotten a job. But that just blessed my heart. Uh, so we're starting with about 10 to 12 youth this morning. If you know of anyone that you'd like to send, uh, please have them uh, reach out. Just reach out to me on our website and uh, we'll we'll get that uh, information to them because, you know, it would be good for them to start now or our second session starting in July. All right. So listen, here's the goal, y'all. If you don't know Jesus, that would be the step you need to take. It's your choice, though. That is what is going to get you through. Knowing him as Lord and Savior, knowing him as the comforter, knowing him as the one that has your hand as you're going through some rough times and suffering. You're not alone. You'll never be alone when you have Jesus. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to the website by entering your first and last name and your email address. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.